You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. I'm Dana Shea, and friends, it's time for some Real Relationship Talk. Have you ever been in a relationship with an arrogant, prideful person? Someone who can't say I'm sorry? Someone who is never wrong? Or someone who makes you feel stupid for just existing? Pride. It's such a terrible thing to deal with in relationships and even worse in a marriage. It's one thing to be confident, but pride is not confidence. The writer of Proverbs in chapter 6 actually calls pride or haughtiness one of the seven things that God hates deal with that. Other places in scripture, we learn that pride goes before a fall and God resists proud people. Pride is so destructive to who we are as people and it's destructive to those that we say we love. But you know what can be just as damaging as pride? Passivity. Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. Y'all, that's not poetic. It's pathetic. Fellas, most women do not respect passive men. It's like, get up and do something already. Make a dang decision. So while pride can be destructive, passivity is always unproductive. Both are relationship killers, and that is why I invited our guests, Chris and Jamie Bailey, on the show today as we continue our Love Is series. Chris and Jamie are Christian counselors and marriage coaches. Together, they run Expedition Marriage and host the Expedition Marriage podcast. Chris also hosts Not Your Average Man podcast. Be sure to check them out on their website or podcast, and you can find those links in the show notes at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 113. Okay, friends, help me welcome to the show, Chris and Jamie Bailey. Chris and Jamie, I am so blessed to have you two on the show today. We were just talking a little bit before we started recording how we have mutual friends, uh, the Gormans, and maybe they're listening. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so thank you guys for being here today. I'm excited for our conversation. Oh, oh, we are really excited. Yeah, it's an honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about you guys. You, I know you've been married for close to three decades, right? How long have y'all <laughs> <Yes>. been married? <laughs> makes you sound really wise. That's why I said it that yeah. way. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Makes it sound wise. <laughs> but yeah, no. So we have we we we've met young and mm-hmm. um and we got married young mm-hmm. and so we're still young and right. even, despite being <laughs> being married over three decades yeah yeah it'll be 28 <laughs> years next month now mm-hmm. that's amazing how did y'all meet <laughs> oh goodness we met at a karaoke bar <laughs> that is that. how we met and it was it was kind of a very messy situation we weren't believers mm-hmm. we didn't even know jesus until we were close to 30 years old ourselves mm-hmm. and so i was just coming out of a domestic violent divorce mm-hmm. i had been a pregnant teenager married this guy and abuse was left and right in the middle like i sent him to prison and he's in prison all of this stuff and we meet at a karaoke bar <laughs> And I had zero intentions on meeting a man, mm-hmm. uh, just like not even on my radar. Me and either. 
I come in and he's singing Billy Joel. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I saw his, at the time, dark brown hair, you know, yeah, and blue so eyes. And I'm time. like, this is, this is it. And, you know, we just connected that night and yeah. kind of just spent so much time together after that. And mm-hmm. then proceeded to do everything wrong. You oh, know, yeah. we moved in together like mm-hmm. five months later. Oh, yeah. Just, and just bad idea after yeah, bad idea. It was a mess. And I had all my baggage from my childhood, from my last relationship, and just carried it all in. And, and we got to over 30 years, it's about taking the, those three decades to sort it all out and unpack. And what am I going to keep? What what needs to go in the trash? Maybe mm-hmm. what can I give to Goodwill? <laughs> all of that. <laughs> and so, and that, and that's where we are now. So we are, I, I really feel like a God's grace against all odds kind of, kind of marriage. Definitely an example mm-hmm. of God's redemption. Yes, for sure. For sure. Wow. I love it. You know, after 30 years, nearly 30 years of marriage, do you find that there are still little things that you're finding in that suitcase that you're like, oh, I didn't know that I still had this. I guess we need to go on and toss this one too. All the time, all the time, those triggers still pop up left and right. And I think, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of them may always still be there, but what we've learned over that time is we do different things with them now. Now I know when something triggers me or when, you know, I'm believing a lie or I've received something, I've heard what he actually did not say, <laughs> you know, because of how I received it. I now know I need to look at that and where's the truth in it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean we execute that perfectly. I'll still get mad. He'll get mad. Sure. But we know how to come full circle and go, okay, that was an old bad habit. That was an old bad pattern. We now know the truth. So we pull the truth out a lot quicker, but man, it still happens. We'll still, we'll still get <laughs> well, even scrappy. The ones, yeah, <laughs> even the ones you think that you get triggers, you think you put to bed that you, yeah. you took care of, you know, they have their way of coming back and rearing their ugly heads every now mm-hmm. and then. They do. They do. What I love about what you said, Jamie, is those powerful words. Like when I realize that I've heard something mm-hmm. that maybe he said, I realize that I have to do something about it. And, you know, we're, we're all coaches, right? So we know about those mm-hmm. I statements yes. and how we, <laughs> how we coach our couples to take responsibility for what you bring in. And I think that that's something that unfortunately in a lot of marriages where we try to make our spouse responsible for our mm-hmm. work. You know, today we're going to be talking all about love, not being proud, love, not being Mm -hmm. boastful. And I think that just kind of getting started in that whole conversation is that if we are always looking at our spouse as the problem or we're looking at, you know, well, I do this because you do this. So we're constantly Mm -hmm. at the mercy of our spouse. Like, well, Mm -hmm. I'm having a bad day because you were rude to me or I can't I can't uh, control my anger because you and we're always putting it off on our spouse. Then, like Mm -hmm. I said, then we're always at the mercy and we're not really free to to love and to, to be who we're supposed to be in our marriages. Hey friends, Dana Shea here breaking into the episode real quick just to let you know about an incredible resource as we journey over the next several weeks on this whole topic of what love is. I have created an interactive workbook just for you or you and your boo to download and go through every single week with us on the podcast. So every week we are going to tackle a specific theme. What does it mean for love not to be jealous or to not hold records of wrongs? Friends, this workbook is going to help you to grow deeper in your relationships. It's going to help you to put into action how to love. That's right. Every week you will be writing out actions that you need to release and actions that you need to increase. 
This workbook consists of scripture, affirmations, meditations, and practical how-tos. So be sure to download your copy today at realrelationshiptalk.com slash loveis. Again, that's realrelationshiptalk.com slash loveis. Hurry and grab your copy at realrelationshiptalk.com slash loveis. All right, back to our show. So I want to know from you guys, when we're thinking about, you know, in 1 Corinthians 13, we've got this long laundry list of all the things that love is. And obviously, none of us can truly love 100% in this way. Like, this is really a, a vision of how God loves us. But we can certainly try, and we can certainly grow and certainly improve. When you think of couples who, I'm thinking of you guys, have been together for almost 30 years, obviously through life's ups and downs, challenges. I don't know if you have a story like we started from the bottom, now we're here, or if you've always <laughs> just like, you know, just been successful. But how have you managed in your own relationship? Both of you are professional counselors, successful in your own right. How have you managed to still support and encourage one another without getting into that like weird competition thing that some couples find themselves in with one another. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I, one of the biggest blind sides, I think when couples get married is they don't understand the amount of refinement mm-hmm. that is going to come <laughs> with getting married. And that's the, that's the hard pill to swallow in, in, in marriage. And I think when, when we learned, you know what, my job my success is helping him become who God created him to be. And the most success he can have in our marriage is helping me become the woman God wants me to be. And so success looks different. And when you look at marriage, it's that two becoming one. Yeah. And so now it's not just me going after my own things. It's me looking out for his, me looking out for ours, and him looking out for me and what's best for our marriage. And when you bring pride into that, it's not two becoming one anymore. It's one looking out for themselves. Mm -hmm. And, And so knowing that I feel so good about myself when I help him become a great man. You know, and mm-hmm. I think it's that perspective shift and knowing I'm here to refine him and not be offended when things he brings to the table, you know, r- refine me because that's the ultimate goal. Well, and we've been thinking about like, you know, that as far as being a resource for mm-hmm. one, one another, right? We, we, we yeah. share that next to God, your spouse should be your most important resource, your mm-hmm. most influential and, and impactful resource. Mm-hmm. So when I'm able to be there for Jamie and she's able to accomplish something, well, then I mm-hmm. feel like I've done my job. Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel you know successful as well. Yeah, we could celebrate our wins together. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's good. And it's about that unity and it's about that togetherness. I don't want to pick on you, Chris, but I think that a lot of times men, you know, we kind of get the, the men have the stereotype of being mm-hmm. like the proud ones, of being yeah. the ones who they're more boastful or they're more... They, I think men just have this armor around them anyway, um, or at least it appears that way in a lot of marriages. And so how, when you're speaking to couples, specifically when you're speaking to husbands, Chris, how can a man still be like his masculine leader self, but still be tender toward his wife at the same time? Sure. Well, I mean, you know, I hate to give the Sunday school definition, but, you know, like just, just go back to what the Bible says. 
Mm. You know, Ephesians 5, you know, it's talking about a husband loving his wife sacrificially as Christ loved the church. I mean, you know, just, just that, that sacrifice, that giving, you know, going down, dropping down to 33, you know, loving his wife as himself. I mean, you know, and then we can look at these verses and get an idea. Okay. What is a goal of love? You know, how can we do that? So really the strength isn't being, having them a cheese right? You know, isn't just, you know, to, to being putting on a, a certain front or, mm-hmm. you know, the, this loud thing, which tends to be just puffed up insecurities anyway. And it's easier to do. Oh, yeah. It's easier it's to have easier the bravado to and to be angry. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. it's much harder and requires much more strength to be that humble man who's mm-hmm. willing to serve and to sacrifice. Right. And to look forward, mm-hmm. okay, how can I provide myself? How can I provide the empathy? How can I provide that con- that connection, mm-hmm. um, the emotional intimacy versus just stomping around and throwing out a paycheck? Yeah. 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 Do you feel that, you know, I don't know like what your families were like, but I think most of us, we would agree, are products of our environment. Mm -hmm. I like to talk about, you know, we've marinated in our families of origin for 18 years, you know, and then we we grow up and we move out and we we expect to just know how to do relationships right. (laughs) And then we realize, oh, my gosh, I needed to have taken a class, a certification. Somebody needed to have put me in some school somewhere before I said yes to this person. You know, and and we all learn on the job training. We all learn how to be married by being married. Um, But Chris, what's something that as a man, what is something that maybe you learned from your childhood um, about what it means to be a husband? Let's go back to that kind of suitcase. What's something that you had to throw out that you maybe learned from your childhood about what masculine, uh, what masculinity looks like or what it means to be a husband? What's something that you learned that was maybe not the greatest uh, tool for your tool belt? Well, mine was actually a little opposite, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, my father is a little more passive, mm-hmm. a little more quiet. So I actually learned to, to be a passive husband. I learned Ooh. to go along to get along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and actually, we just had a um, an, an episode that we did on our podcast that, or on actually a different podcast Um. Uh, on a, we have a men's podcast that just got launched uh, and talking about the confessions of a passive husband mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? and in some of the, or a lot of the problems that that comes with, you know, trust issues uh, to mm-hmm. name them, you know, respect issues, you know, and resentments. I mean, it's just, just, you can keep piling it on. So I learned this is something I've got to get rid of mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. still struggle with it today. I'm not, you know, it's, you know, mm-hmm. dying to myself daily. You know, mm-hmm. just having to return to that, just had a conversation about it uh, the other day, <laughs> you, know, you know, sharing my thoughts and feelings and, and stepping mm-hmm. into the, mm-hmm. that, and, you know, and, and not being afraid of emotions, which is actually mm-hmm. kind of that funny that that's that machismo, you know, I'm tough man, scared of emotions. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. You got to tell us, well, first of all, I want to know like, what is the name of that podcast? Because I know every woman is like, has her pen in her <laughs> hand right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not your average man. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Not your average man. It's going to blow up, Chris. You just watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's me and Brad Valencia. Um, mm-hmm. So and, and we have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a good, yeah. yeah. I approve it very much as a wife because they're saying a lot of things that need to be said. And, you know, and even like, because, and I will say in the very beginning, it, I mean, it was the dream to be married to a passive man. 
Like mm. he, if, I mean, uh, here's a hoop, jump through it. <laughs> and I mean, it, it worked until it didn't. Right. Until it was like so much, but, were on fire. but that in itself, that passivity, <laughs> they, they were, they were on fire. <laughs> you know, that passivity is almost like a, it's still pride. Mm, yeah. It's in, still, a, in a weird way. Yes. Because he was pleasing me to make himself feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because, the motivations were all about, yeah. about myself, about my not having to deal with my mm-hmm. own emotions that I was uncomfortable with be, mm-hmm. that were came out when Jamie's emotions got big. Mm-hmm. You know, which we call passion in our family. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> My big emotions, passion. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I think that that is su- that's something that I don't know that people really think about is that, you know, for the we all we all are all motivated to do what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we behave in certain ways because we are getting something out of it. Yep. And I can totally identify with this story. Um, Jamie, I was that way. I was, you know, my husband, when we were dating, it was like, I got to make all the decisions. He just went <laughs> along with every this was the best thing ever, you know. <laughs> and then you get married and you're like, okay, I want you to be a leader, you know? And he's like, but why? This was working before, you know? And, and, and I think a lot of women, especially like if you're strong, if you're independent, if you, you know, you get tired of, of that, like it works, it's, it's cute in the beginning, but then it's like, <laughs> until it's not, like you said, until you're like, I actually really want a leader. Like I want a mm-hmm. husband who's invested emotionally. I want a husband who knows himself. I want a husband who's secure in who he is. And the fact that you all are bringing out this whole um, idea that really passivity is mm-hmm. a, it's it's undercover pride. It's sure. I get to be completely lazy if I can use that word. Mm-hmm. You know, in my mm-hmm. own emotional health and in this mm-hmm. marriage, and let you do all the work, and then I'm going to be the victim when you get all crazy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to be the Passionate. victim. Right, right. Passionate. There we go. Yeah, that's better. I'm going to be the victim and everyone's going to think, oh, wow, he's such a compliant man. Mm -hmm. He's such a great husband. So patient, so loving. And really, at the end of the day, he's just not taking responsibility Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, for what he's supposed to be doing in the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and another weird way that that comes out, too, is is then there's that defensiveness or the minimization. Yeah. But it's not seen as blame because I'm just I'm just trying to set the record straight. I'm just trying to let you know how, and I maybe even get my own fears and doubts, like, because if I'm the one to blame, then I blew it. And then now mm-hmm. I have to deal with these emotions that I want to, but still the ultimate thing is I need it not to be about me. I need it to be about you because of my own selfishness. Yeah. Chris, how did you overcome the whole passive husband thing? Oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> I let him through it. <laughs> 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 oh, classic. That's great. <laughs> yes, tell them, dear. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it was one, you know, and I had to learn to actually follow, you know, God's word because, you know, what he says kind of actually does work. <laughs> imagine, know, that. imagine that. Mm-hmm. Imagine that wisdom in there, yeah, those scriptures. You know, yeah. You know, letting my yes be yes and my no be no. Because mm-hmm. all else is, is from the evil one. Right. So I actually had to not just say yes because Jamie likes when I say yes. Mm hmm. You know, and then not be able to fall through, follow through with that, you know, not being a man of character and integrity. I'm just saying it to be a pleasing mm-hmm. and not to, to cause quarrels, um, wherein, in fact, I am causing quarrels mm-hmm. because I'm not being truthful. I'm eroding mm-hmm. truth. I mean, so there's, there's that. Jamie was actually very helpful. So one of the things she said that was extremely helpful is she says, you got to stop being scared of me. Uh, <laughs> you make me feel like I'm an ogre. You, if you say something and I get mad, I'm a big girl. I'll get over it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I needed the wow. freedom to be mad. Yeah, yeah. True. You know, it's not my personality to walk on eggshells, and and I just speak things. I'm more assertive by nature, and and I don't have a problem with that. But the way he was treating me, and the way all of a sudden he'd blow up, because when you're <laughs> passive, true. you end up you're shoving all this down, and you're mm-hmm. you're gathering resentment. And then all of a sudden, it's one thing where I pick where we're going to eat for dinner. And now we're in this massive fight because Mm -hmm. all of it comes out now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's way too much to do to me. And I was getting all these blind sides. And like, why are you not honest with me? Mm -hmm. Why can't you just tell me you can't do this right now? Or you don't have the time or you're not going to be able to or you don't want to eat here. Yeah, Or you really Mm -hmm. wanted to go here instead. Yeah. And so I couldn't. I was losing the ability to be real and authentic with my emotions Mm -hmm. because they were always messing with him. Mm. And so I was still willing to do it. But that's why, you know, I went to him like, you've got to let me be mad. I need the freedom. I'm allowed to get upset about things. I'm allowed to not like every stance you take. Mm-hmm. I will get over it. I will forgive you. I will move whatever is necessary, but let me do that. And I think one of the greatest blessings and what helps so much is, you know, I'd said in the beginning, we weren't believers mm-hmm. and we had been married for a few years, five years or so before we became believers. And so we had, I mean, we had some rooted problems going on in our marriage. And so they were all highlighted. The bags had been dumped out. They're all over the house. (laughs) And then we became believers. Mm. And so when you're that new believer, just diving into the word of God, we're reading things like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And everything spoke. Boundaries? What is this thing? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what happened. Like he also read, aside from the word, he also read boundaries in marriage. Mm-hmm. And so he started knowing because I was overstepping boundaries left and right because he set me up to be in a position of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the more he gave me, the more I took. And then all of a sudden when he's trying to say no, I would have, I'd be the three-year-old at Walmart checkout. I'm like, mm. no, I'm going to drop down and have a tantrum because right. I've been in power this yeah, you whole got, time. You got used to, we get, yeah. we get good at what we practice. And mm-hmm. so I let her get used to being told yes and not being told no. And yeah. so she never got used to practice, right? Getting over things. She yeah. didn't get a chance to practice hearing no, being put off by it, but then getting over it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about oh, what yeah, was happening. And I think that helped a lot is both of us being willing to, to have that humility to go, right. what do I own? How can I help you? What do you own? And how can you help me? Because it was a trade-off. There was mm-hmm. a lot. We, while he worked on humility, I had to work on pride, you mm. know, that, that more bold pride. That's like, he let me always be right. He, in a sense, like I'm going to throw myself under the bus with this, but he fed the monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what happened. But Here's we, some candy. Yes. We began to communicate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love that that you said that you, Jamie, you had to say, like, I am allowed to be upset. Like, you're not going to break me if I'm upset. We don't have and it doesn't have to be my way all the time. Like, it can yeah. be your way, too. And I am going to get upset, but it's OK because I'm, right. I'm in control of myself. I'll get it together. You know, yeah, I'll right. get it together. You know, you both talked about I started thinking about people who are passive. And then I started thinking about those who are passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people deal with in their relationship, right? You come across as being very compliant and like, sure, no problem. But then there's that jab, there's that sarcasm, there's that, you know, that little thing that's underneath the surface. And then it leaves the spouse being like, what is going on here? Like, mm-hmm. do you want do you want to eat here or do you not? No, yeah. sure. We can eat here. I mean, it's just, you know, 
we do everything else that you want to do, but sure. It's like all of that, you know? And I know like, that's where me and Sean, we fall into like, even now, like we'll catch ourselves, you know, being passive aggressive. And I mean, I am like, I could write a book on it. I am good at it. You know? right. Well, I'm condescending was, was a oh. second language to me. Oh my gosh. It was. It was. Yeah. But it's but not it truthful, right? Mm, it's not no, truthful. It's not. it's not honoring. It's not honest. And it is a form of pride because, again, you get to seem like you are the go-along spouse. You get to mm-hmm. seem like you're being a peacemaker or you're mm-hmm. you're yeah. being the one who's willing to bend and be flexible. But really, you're holding on to this keeping mm-hmm. of record of wrongs, you know, Absolutely. which will come up in other episodes. But it, And so I just think that, like, at the end of all of this, I'm like, what, what is at the root of all this, Lord? You know, is it fear? Is it, mm-hmm. is it, what is it? Like, why do we act this way in relationships toward one another instead of just being honest about our feelings and mm-hmm. wh- what we really think or what we really want? Like, why do we put on these layers of self-protection? Well, that's what's actually kind of funny is because it really doesn't tend to happen with the people that you're just casual acquaintances mm-hmm. that you work with and all that. Because you don't it, care. Yeah, you don't care. It's the people that you care deepest about mm-hmm. them for that it, it come, that these ugly things come out. It's very ironic. We're, you know, look, we're living in a Genesis 3 world, and that's the part of the problem. We're, you know, a sense guard, broken, and there is a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of, of fear of connection and, and because we're, we are created to be relational beings mm-hmm. and that relationship is such a driving fo- force, such a motivating force. So I was always afraid uh, a few different things. Um, I was afraid of my own emotions and, and, and cause I didn't know how to, to you don't know what to do with, do them. with them. Right. Mm-hmm. I just, I just felt them come up and I just, just going to do something to get rid of them. And um, Jamie's emotions would br- put, would bring that out. And mine were big. <laughs> I had very big emotions all the time. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. how do I keep her not having big emotions? Right. <laughs> so you need to stop doing this. So that way I don't feel this way. So I had to get, uh, you know, in touch with that. I got to, f- had to figure out my own emotions. I had to be mm-hmm. brave enough to, mm-hmm. you know, to have enough machismo, right. Mm-hmm. To look it internally and deal with these emotions. Mm-hmm. But I think your mm-hmm. fear though, was always every argument, every time I was yeah. upset, like what were you that thinking? That was another one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. It was, it was the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I start creating these waves, then this next thing you know, this argument can just spiral out of control. And now mm-hmm. we are going to split up just because I opened my mouth about where we are going to go eat. <laughs> and so, you yes. know, what? we'll go wherever you want, but not really because wow. I'll be resentful that 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 it, we didn't go where I wanted. Yeah, there's no freedom here at all. I'm just pretending right. like there is. And that's what we call it's peace faking. Peace faking. Yes, it's not peace yes. making. It's peace faking. Yeah. And that's it. But I think ultimately it is fear. You're right. You know, with that, mm-hmm. it's fear of disconnection. It's fear of losing the relationship. It's fear of I'm not enough as I am. Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. she knew my real answers, if she knew how I really felt, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be enough. And I'm vulnerable now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think men in particular, like you were saying, men do deal with this. The majority of, of the people dealing with this are men. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, it, it requires so much vulnerability. Mm-hmm. To put yourself out there and and to do that, and so and I think men like to be, they feel they like to feel strong, mm-hmm. they they like to have that protective barrier, and it, it's not doing what they think that it's doing. Mm-hmm. Just and I think our away. culture, mm-hmm. yeah, I think our culture feeds it. You know, we all have heard like happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so a lot of men have been disempowered. Like, well, it's all about the wife. Like, this is such a tangent. But because I'm a pastor, <laughs> mm-hmm. I do these yeah. weddings all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I love a good wedding. 
But I'm like, but how come? Like, when did it become all about, like, the bride? Like, the poor groom is really just a guest of honor in the wedding. Like, really, you know? And so it's it's, that's how these marriages start, where it's all about the bride and it's her Mm -hmm. day and everything is catered toward her. And the poor husband is just like, he's there. Don't want to get along. Exactly. And then he's been taught by society, just keep her happy, keep her happy, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever you need to do to keep her happy. So then we see men who are now involved in extramarital relationships because they can't really be themselves or they feel like they can't in their relationships or they have addiction issues and all Mm -hmm. kinds of self-medicating. Absolutely. Just because they are they have not really been given the permission or maybe they've not given themselves permission to show up fully in their relationship. And you can do that. I feel like What's on the other side of that fear, too, for some, is that a lot of men have seen the volatile, violent man, and they don't want to be that. So it's like, well, there's a choice of two evils. Either I'm going to be that angry, horrible man, or I'm just going to, I'll be all right. I'll be fine. I'll just kind of placate everything, you know, and let my wife have her way. Yeah, it's a challenge between a lot of men, myself included, was between being a doormat or a big jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because if I if I stand up or if I try to push back, don't really know how to do it. Don't know how mm-hmm. to actually be assertive versus versus being aggressive, and so you then know, come across as being a big jerk. And also, you know, and, and mm-hmm. partly, you know, I think society as well is mm-hmm. you know that you know this. And I'm not for toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. but it it's just such I think such a fear is like, ooh, I don't want yeah. I don't want to be thrown it lumped into that. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to do anything that could get me anywhere close to that. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I just would rather air to you yeah it's know, almost like being... you're falling prey to toxic masculinity or you're a total pushover yeah and so right. i think finding that middle ground for men is much more difficult because if they make too many waves it's almost like it doesn't take much to get them on one side or the other mm-hmm. and so they'll just stay flatlined and just fall to the background and let let the world happen around them let their marriage happen around them yeah. let their wedding happen around them and mm-hmm. their job is like let me just keep the water calm. Right. And they'll mm-hmm. feel very resentful. Mm-hmm. They'll very, very, feel very controlled, very dominated because you always get your way. I mm-hmm. never, ever get my way. And then that's where it's these, these, you know, self-medications, these mm-hmm. affairs, these other things that happen. And the other spouse might not even know because why? Because right. mm-hmm. we're happy. We, we do this stuff. You, you want to mm-hmm. go here. You want to do these things and, and you're so nice. And I had don't no idea. have you know, any idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been really great. I was thinking, you know, this conversation, and I'm not trying to like add to the word of God, but it needs to be like, love is not passive. <laughs> you know, yes. like that's probably what I'm going to title this podcast. <laughs> love is not passive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Both people matter in a marriage yeah. and mm-hmm. both opinions matter. And it isn't 50-50. We know this. Like, yeah, mar- yeah. There's no marriage that's mm-hmm. going to be 50-50. Mm-hmm. But I do think that both people should be able to show up fully as who they are and mm-hmm. allow each other the opportunity to manage their own emotions. If I yes. show up and I'm fully myself, I don't have to worry about, well, how's my husband going to take this? And nor should mm-hmm. he have to worry about that from me. Right. So this has been really helpful. I think that a lot of passive men are going to be set free through this podcast and also mm-hmm. through yours, Chris. It's not an average. I'm not your average man or it's not your average man. Just not your average man. Not your average man. Okay. I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes of this podcast. So, well, Chris and Jamie, how can people find out more about you? You guys have a podcast called Expedition Marriage, I know. And Mm -hmm. um, how can people find out more about you guys and what you do? 
they can head on over to our website, which is expeditionmarriage.org. We're also, we show up a lot on Instagram and we have all kinds of blogs and courses and, and a book and all kinds of resources on our website. I love your reels. I follow you guys on Instagram. We follow each other. And I love your reels. I just, I love funny people. Like, I'm just like, give me a good laugh any day of the week. Well, thank you guys so much for being guests here. We appreciate you. Thanks for having us. Oh, what a great conversation. I'm just so inspired right now. I probably am going to do an entire episode on passivity and its destructiveness in relationships. I think that we can't talk about this enough because in our society where men are continuing to be emasculated and women are continuing to rise up and be more powerful, which I'm all about, like, yay, go woman, yes. However, I do believe that one does not have to happen to the sacrifice of the other. And y'all, honestly, I mean, hello, strong women. Do you want a passive man? No. Strong women need strong men. So I just want to encourage those men out there who have been fed the lie in our society that you somehow have to cater to everything that your woman wants. No, strong women want strong men. We don't want prideful, arrogant, jerky men, but we want strong men. So go and be a strong man. And if you are a strong woman, be strong, but don't dominate. Don't be domineering. And that's a whole nother conversation for another day. And I'm going to hop right off that soapbox right now. So thanks so much, Chris and Jamie, for everything that you guys shared. Be sure to check them out at expeditionmarriage.org. And of course, you will find the links to their Instagram, to their podcast, and to all the other things in the show notes of this podcast at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 113. It has been such a joy to be with you all today. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. And be sure to get your Love Is Workbook. It's beautiful and it's going to bless your relationships. All right, friends. Well, until next week, remember, a good relationship isn't one that works. It's one where you put in the work. Let's get to work. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.